Okay, we spoke three weeks ago in the diet on Chinuch about remembering that our children are really not ours, something that belongs to us. We spoke about the idea of remembering that it's something in the Shama Hashem entrusted to us to do a good job with and bringing them up and bringing them to the stage where we can give them back and say we've done our job. We've, we've, we've taught them, we've trained them, we've brought them to the stage where they're now fully fledged and capable of Hashem in their own right. And that then, Kilo, we've returned the Picard into our Kaddish Baruch. And that's our job as parents. And uh, the question was brought up at the time that for many people, especially for ladies, raising their children is the focus of their day and the, and the primary goal in their life. And it takes up their time and it takes up their energy and it takes up their, their whole, uh, so to speak, uh, mindset of their children. And when that's the case, so leaving, seeing their children leave the house, whether it's to yeshiva or to get married, whatever it's going to be, in a sense is that leaves them with a lack of with a lack of uh, anything meaningful to do because what was their primary activity and, um, and interest in life is now no, no longer there. Which is true. And, uh, okay, it's an observation. Does that mean that therefore a person should keep their children so that they can keep looking after them? No, we all understand that it's ridiculous. Uh, just like if a person says uh, they really enjoy uh, holding their baby and uh, rocking it to sleep every night. So I'm going to keep doing it when she becomes a 5-year-old and a 10-year-old and a 15-year-old because I, I can't give it up. It's, it's something not normal. Right? We understand ourselves that there may be a way that one relates to a child as a baby, but then the child grows up. It's natural. And it will change the way we relate. As much as we would have preferred, let's say, dealing with them as, a, as the baby, dealing with them as a little child, dealing with them as a child who needs our help for everything, or the child who is always going to be in our company, or the child who is always going to be asking our advice, the materials of the world is not like that. And there's something unhealthy about trying to hold on to something. It's not good for the parent, it's not good for the child. On the contrary, the, the Matthias is children grow up, children mature, children become independent, and children go on to lead their own lives. It's normal and it's healthy. And yes, it might be difficult to come to, con- to confront the fact that that's the situation, and it might be hard for a person to let their children go, but to do opposite is no different, like we said, than to, to still try and rock my child to sleep when they're already much older. There's something wrong with the parents. And it's Nagas We've had cases of parents who maybe unconsciously uh, try to sabotage every single Shidduch option. And if you try to get to the root of the problem, it's, they'll say it now because no one's good enough for our child. But really, the problem is they can't imagine the idea of their child getting married and leaving their house. And therefore, uh, of course, there's no Shidduch which would be, would be good enough to justify their child leaving and, and then being on their own. And again, it's not doing the parents a service, it's not doing the children a service. A, main, a big part of, of being parents is to realize our job as parents is something which doesn't remain the same. We have a job to bring up our children, we have a job to help our children grow and develop, and then we have a job to leave our children to stand on their own feet. And just like we said, you're not going to carry a baby forever. At, the end, at some stage, you want them to learn how to walk. So it doesn't just talk about physically using their feet to walk. It talks about make, using their own cycle to make decisions and using their own moral compass to decide what's right and wrong and using their own skills to be independent. That's what we want to achieve as parents. And uh, the, the fulfillment of a parent is other. is seeing that my child doesn't need me anymore. They aren't dependent on me. They can manage on their own. I brought them up well enough that I can see that they're doing the same as I did and they, they, they will continue the link of the Messiah for another generation. And as Pazak says, that when the person feels a sense of shlem, Shalom Yisrael, that I've done my job in Kla Yisrael, 
is when I see my children as being parents bringing up their children the way I brought them up. You know, if, uh, if, if children have a certain... Uh, are now thrust into the role of parents themselves and they have their children to bring up, so now, now we'll see how good their, their, their education was as children, how good a, par- a job their parents did. Because a child who tries to bring up his children the way he was brought up means that his parents did a good job, both on the level of imparting a value system and also in imparting something which is important enough for the children to want to do the same. Whereas if a, a children are bringing up their children exactly the opposite of the way the parents brought them up, so then there was obviously something uh, maybe subliminal, but something which was wrong with the way the parents were, they wanted to do different. How is that in the Pasuk? When you see the children of your children, and the person said it, you see how they turn out, how, how your children bring up their children, then Shalom so, <coughs> so in, in, in a case when someone did Shiva, now all his children are going to Shiva, so the grandparents made a wrong job telling the children to do good stuff and be Baal Shiva? No. Uh, now the children are different what they brought up. No, so the, I, I did better, I fixed up something. But it's, uh, if, if it's not like that, so then, then that's the that's the ekanachas that one wants to see that Kiro, they've done their job. Now, what about we said before? But the person, and it's understandable, finds it difficult. I invested so much time and effort into building a relationship with my children. I'm just going to see them go. So the aside to know here is, firstly, as a rule, the person should never make his children's chinuch dependent on what's what's going to be more gratifying for him. In other words, I want something and therefore I'm going to sacrifice what's best for my children because this is what I would prefer. And uh, what, what's better for me is therefore I'm going to maybe jeopardize what's best for them because for me I prefer it differently. Uh, for example, uh, let's say you have a son who's at the age where there's a question which you should go to. And the, the question is going to be, should he send him to a yeshiva which is far away from home? Or should he send him to a yeshiva where he's near, near home, he can come home every night? And of course, instinctively, a mother would say, well, no, I want no children in the house. I should send him far away. But that's looking at what's best for me. And if that, that's not the right way to look at it. The right way to look at it is what's like the best for the child. Our job is, as chinuch is to be in a situation where we the givers and we the ones who are doing what's best for them. And okay, it could be for some children, it is what's best for them to be at home, and if that's okay, that's the right thing to do. But one has to look at it from the perspective of the child, what's best for them. What's best for them, and not ruin what one could give them the best chinuch that they could get, or help them achieve the most they could achieve, by taking the selfish view of, but it's going to be more difficult for me as a parent. And it doesn't just apply at that age, that's where it normally comes to a point where it's so blatantly obvious, but it applies along the line. And that is at every stage. What is the question of chinuch what's best for my child or is the question of chinuch what's best for me and uh, do I therefore so to speak put my children's interests second because it's more important for me to, to deal with things a certain way or do I put my children's interests first and a good example of that is when getting into school becomes a certain sign of prestige you know, this is the hard school to get into this is the more clicky school ever it's going to be so of course the parents want to be part of the in crowd and get their children to that school but sometimes it's not the right school for the child. So when I take a step back and say, listen, it's not, it's not a shadow of my COVID where I'm saying my son to school. It's a shadow of what's best for him. And if a different school or a different chayl uh, or a different yeshiva would be better for him, so I'm going to do that even though maybe for me it, it won't give me the same you know, respect in, in, in the circle of my friends about I have a son here or I have a daughter there or whatever it's going to be.
it's the same underlying point, which is Chinuch has to be from the perspective of I'm doing as good as my child, even though knowingly that it might not be what's the best for me, and even though knowingly at certain times having to take a step back and give, my ch- give the children the ability to move ahead in their own lives, it's going to be difficult for me. And that's understood. Now, that's the first part. That's the first part. And like I said, an inability to do that causes for an eventually a dysfunctional like, home, home environment because the parents who are desperate to keep their children always under their guidance and always in their sight and always in their control, whatever else, are bad and they're stunting their child's ability to become a, grow and become independent and, and have their own lives and even get married. If the parents are too controlling, we've had cases like that of, of boys and girls more in, in the late 20s and uh, what can they do? They haven't found the Bashar. Why not? Because every session which comes up isn't good enough. And the answer always is take your parents out of the equation. You're old enough to decide yourself and you want to go out and you'll get married within a few months. There's nothing wrong. But when, sometimes when parents are, are just, they can't imagine the thought of their children getting married and therefore they, like I said, maybe unconsciously that are blocking every option because the, the idea of their children leaving home is too overwhelming they're not helping anybody. Okay, so that's the first point. The second point. And that is, at the same time, that is, a, ch- a parent has to be willing to step back to let their children step, uh, uh, progress. There's a second point also. And that is, that what parents also have to realize is that as, as the children get older, the job of chinuch changes. As children get older, the job of chinuch changes. Uh, the way to look after a child, it's not called, I won't call it chinuch, I'll call it just generally looking after a child. But the way to look after a child, if your child is a one-year-old or a two-year-old, means you're going to feed them and you're going to dress them and you're going to wash them and you're going to put them to sleep at night and you're going to wash them so they don't do anything dangerous during the day. And then that, that same child becomes a five or six year old. So now you don't need to feed them. They can eat themselves. And you don't have to dress them. They can dress themselves. That doesn't mean your job as a mechanic is finished or as a parent. It's now shifted. And uh, when they're now a 12 year old or 13 year old, so they maybe you don't have to watch them the same way they don't hurt themselves like a little child. It doesn't mean your job as a parent is finished. Your, your responsibility as a parent has shifted to a different area. And maybe it's less of a physical hands-on situation. I don't need to be involved in dealing with them physically to the same degree, but now at the age where I can start talking concepts with them, explaining them in, in, uh, ideas of what's important in life, working through issues which they might have not understood or they might be struggling with, which I couldn't do with a little child. So my role as a parent is now how to be a parent to a teenager, to an adolescent. And this doesn't change because... Even if, uh, assuming a person is a good mechanic, so then even if when the children do leave home and get married, I still have a role as a parent. Because maybe I'm not involved in a hands-on situation. And maybe it's not the same thing as having to provide for them financially or uh, be there on a daily basis to talk to each other. They're living in their own homes, which might be in a different part of the country, a different part of the world. But if there's a good relationship, one thing I do have is experience. And therefore... I can still give advice, and I can still offer. This, uh, I can still offer my experience. And uh, when I see my children in a situation where I have lots of experience with that, we, I, I've also brought up children. I know what it's like to deal with one-year-olds and two-year-olds and everything else. So now I can be the one to guide my children, to advise them, to direct them how to bring up this. And like we said before, as soon as a good chinuch, and my children want to bring their children up the way I brought them up, and my children want to recreate the home environment that they grew up in. So then there's nothing better than a parent to ask for the advice on how to do it. Because 
Of course, they had the experience of being the child and they want to recreate that for their children. Well, ask your parents what they did. They're there, they can tell you. And uh, the, 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 a grandparent is invaluable. As, as somebody who can understand, as someone who's experienced, as somebody who's already done that, as somebody who very often understands the nature of their children very well and therefore they can give advice, not just for the grandchild, but for their child who's now the parent too, the role shifts. The role shifts. And uh, a good mechanic knows that I have to shift my job as being the mechanic to the stage where the, my child is holding. And we understand it's obviously it's like that. When he's a five-year-old and he comes home after teaching Kormat Salafah, and when the ten-year-old comes home and explains what Rashi says in the Apostle, when he's a fifteen-year-old and comes home and he's struggling with ketosis, when the twenty-year-old and he comes home and he's discussing, he wants to discuss the Shaduchim, when the twenty-five-year-old calls me up to discuss his kids' chinuch, so then I understand. My role is the mechanic shift. As, 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 as my child gets to a different stage. So then, they said when Rav Moshe Shachran Yerach was lifted, so about the sons, when they said in the, when they said in the Hispanic about him, was even though Rav Moshe was the God Lador, and uh, every single major problem Klai Yisrael made their way to him, but he said he was never too busy to, for them to discuss everything to do with the grandchildren. And they asked him for advice, and everything which was related to the children, and he was willing to, he, of course, you have the, the grandfather of Rav Moshe Vance, and he's not going to ask him. But the point was, he didn't say it wasn't important. If it came to giving advice and discussing uh, with his children the, what they should do with their families, that, that's, that's part of a grandparent's role as well. And therefore, again, it's true, people think, well, if my children are older now, so what am I going to spend my time doing? It's a question. Number one, it's not a reason to hold back your children. Number two, there, there is a mockum to adjust what you were doing as well as, as the educator, as the parent, and in a new situation. So there's new things to do. And yes, for those ladies who say, I spent all my time looking after my kids, and now they're at the house, what am I going to spend all my time doing? And if you're offering free babysitting for the grandkids, they'll uh, be very happy, and they'll keep you very busy also. That's not a time. But uh, that's, just, that's just a side point. Now, we see this from the Gemara. The Gemara Kedushin says, the Gemara says, what's the age of Chinuch? And the Gemara says two different answers to Gemara Kedushin. One opinion is between 16 and 22, and the other is between 18 and 24. Now, Chinuch between 16 and 22 isn't the Chinuch you normally talk about, a little kid or trying to get him to not touch Mokta and say Brachas nicely. He's too old for that. But there is a Chinuch of an older child also. There is a Chinuch of an older child also. And if you think about it for a second, we get, let's divide, this is, we said now it was just like backgrounds to the Ica point I want to discuss today. And that is, if we, this is like something more fundamental. We're going to divide Chinuch into three categories, which apply to the three sides of a person. There's Chinuch of action. There's Chinuch of what to do. That's the Chinuch of Maisa. And Chinuch of Maisa starts by a child, because he copies me, and I train him what to do. I train him how to wash Nagavas in the morning, and I train him how to, to, how to, how to make a bracha before he eats, or how to put on tzitzis, or anything else. Either he, he sees what I do, or I, I, I go through it with him, and I get, I get him training him to do mitzvahs also. And like I said, a little child will try to copy his parents, and as he gets older, he'll be better at it. And I, I try to work on it, and by the time he gets to the mitzvah, he's doing the mitzvahs. There's training for action. There's training for action. That's what's maybe more focused on, on younger children, because you, there's more, that, that's something that they're more aware of. They're more aware of. And there's something which is more hands-on, and therefore I can, you know, more involved in a physical sense too. So then it gives them the chance to train them what to do. That's one kind of training. 
And of course, the parent wants his children to keep mitzvahs, so then he has to train how to do that, how, how to do things, and others will still give a vow on how to do that. Some things are said are obvious. You make him mitzvahs, you show him how to wash his hands, you show him how to make brachas, whatever you take him to shul, you can dab him. Things like that, which is trained for mitzvahs, some mitzvahs are a bit more complicated, and we'll still talk about the physical training. Physical training is training for actions. And there's a second level of training. And the second level of training, and this is very, very, very often left out, and that uh, the deity is a source of many, many, many problems in Chinuch, in all the children. And that is training for Emunah. Training for Emunah. Because it's taken for granted. And therefore, uh, if a person's uh, focus on Chinuch is, I'll, I'll teach him how to do mitzvahs and stuff there, that's good for the little kid. We teach him how to do mitzvahs. And he will. He'll follow his parents, he'll do the same. But you have to understand, that's what I said, Chinuch shifts. And you're talking about an older child or a teenager. So you can think, yes, I've done my job. He knows how to do mitzvahs. There's a second point. There's training for him. And that's something which, where's the child going to get that automatically? Yeah, there's a chinuch there too. There's a chinuch there too. What I mean by imona. Everything which we talk about, imona vadi. Imona in Hashem. Imona in Tzchargo Enish. Imona in the Torah. Imona in why this is Emes and everything else is Shekher. Imona in Mashiach. Imona in... In the fact that Hashem knows everything and is aware of everything, everything is important. All the points which are basic emunah as hidden, there's chinuch for that too. There's chinuch for that too. You can't assume a child's automatically going to learn on his own from who, from where. And when, when I've spoken to the yeshivas and trying to get them to incorporate emunah uh, in their syllabus, so the answer always is no, children get that from home. Where? Who? When? Who's teaching it at home? And it's meant to be taught at home. Maybe the schools are right, but it's not being done. There has to be a training for a mother. And how? Now, some things, that if, the, if the parents, if, and I say with a big if, the parents are, are some people who talk more themselves the whole time, so maybe it's something the children will pick up. If everything is with the fact that it's not, everything happens in the world, of and something goes wrong, okay, so obviously I shouldn't want it, don't be upset about it, or I don't get what I wanted, okay, that's fine, because I shouldn't want me to. If parents are really living that, then maybe the children will pick it up. The problem is the parents don't get it from their parents either normally, so they're not living that life either. But, uh, and there has to be a training to make a child a maimin, to give him the basic Jewish hashkafas, to give him the basic confidence of being a Jew, to give him the basic emunah, you know, whatever the points are going to be, that's, that's, that's an integral part of being a mechanach. And that doesn't apply to little children. If you take a four-year-old, a five- or six-year-old, and you want to discuss five or with him, it's beyond them. And you can say in very simple words, you can say Hashem knows what you do. And so should you do even if I'm not watching, you should do the right thing. Hashem is watching you, that yeah. But to be able to explain things, understand them, and get to a point where it will be going, it's going to become their emuna too, is, uh, is, is a chinuch in its own right. And it's tafka, the chinuch, for an older child. That's the second level of chinuch. It's training for maizim, it's training for emuna, and there's a third level. And that's. Want to speak, speak about how to do that? Yeah, for sure. For sure. But, and there's a third level. And that's what the Gemara is talking about. Which we're talking not even uh, like mitzvah. The Gemara says the age of Chinuch is between 16 and 22 or between 18 and 24. What Chinuch is that? And this is another Yisait. And that again, is something which most, most people don't really have that relationship with their children at that age. We have the children at home anymore at that age. But what's the training there? There's another nukkah of training also. And that is what we call a training of Das. There's a training, there's a chinuch in das. And we know that a person gets the shemus of the das in their 20. And that's the, the number the Gemara is revolving around. Which means, before he gets to that level, so there's a certain training beforehand, and a certain level afterwards when he gets it. 
and what's the training in that? So there's a certain maturity in how to make decisions, and how to plan things in life, and how to weigh our priorities, and whatever it's going to be, which, again, the younger child is, isn't, isn't mature enough to understand. Even the teenager, they aren't uh, confronting the real issues, if you're going to call that, in life, which they have to have a chinuch for how to deal with that. A chinuch for how to deal with that. That's it. It's the age when people are getting, going to Shadduchim. It's the age when people are getting married. So who's giving them the, the tools to decide what's the, what should we be looking for, what's the right thing, what's the wrong thing, and how do I make a decision? And then if I'm going to decide on what I want to do with my life, how do I make those decisions? Where's the chinuch coming from? It's not the chinuch they're getting as five-year-olds. I have no idea what that means. It's not even the chinuch they're getting as the mitzvah boys. They aren't, they aren't yet in that stage in life when they have to make the kind of decisions which is going to affect the rest of their life. So that, that's, the, that's what we call dice. There's a training in dice too. And that's also the chinuch the parents are meant to give. They're also the parents are meant to give. And if a person has certain principles on which they live their life, and certain things which they felt helped them forge the path they did, and they want to impart it to the children. At what age are you going to do that? You can't teach it to a little child. He doesn't understand you. You need a child who's a fully mature adult who I can have an adult discussion with. And I can discuss the things which I felt were in my life were important and I would, I would give him a recommendation to do something similar. But then when's that? It's not when they're younger, it's when they're older. There has to be a chinuch on that level too. And that's a, a shifting role. Like we said, at that stage, I'm no longer talking to my child as, you must do this and you must do that. At that age, you can sit down and like in a man-to-man discussion and say, you know, l- let's discuss values in life. Let's discuss what's really important. And I can tell you what I, my experience, and I can tell you what uh, the challenges I faced, and I can tell you what helped me through it. And then the child is already a mature enough adult in his own right that, he, that you, can, you can impart something in a way which is so much more meaningful and something which hopefully again uh, we'll, go, we'll go about this in the case where there is a good relationship between them so then you can give him something which is much more valuable than just teaching him uh, how to tie his shoes as you do as a, as a little kid that's a that's the third stage and for that the person has to understand the seaside and that is what we spoke about today that the role of the mechanic changes as the child gets older, to hold on to the role I was playing as to the baby when he's already a child is, is, is wrong. And to hold on to the role of, as being a mechanic for little children when he's already an older child is wrong. And to try to do to him, to a child who's already an adult is wrong. As a child develops, the role of the mechanic changes too. The role of the parent changes too. And I have to understand that. And I have to be able to adapt to provide chinuch on the level, on the level that he's holding now. And uh, it, it, it needs the parent to be able to enter it. Where's my child holding? And now, is he holding at the stage where I can explain the next thing? Just like if I was a Gemara Rebbe. If my life is a Gemara Rebbe, or, or, or life is a Rebbe, or, or I was always teaching kids Aleph. So every single year I teach Aleph A's and I teach Precious Precious. So I do it 50 years because every year it's the same. I never, it's the same age, it's the same stage. I'm teaching a new group of kids every year the same stage. And if my job is I'm the Gemara Rebbe who's starting to teach how to read Gemara, and I do the same element yes every year, so then again, I know how to do it, and I do it to the new kids every year, it's the same stage always. And if I'm the Yeshivik Dele Rebbe, and I can give a Lamda Shashir and explain how to, and then as a Chakir, and how to build an argument, and how to write a Chabur, and I'm doing it with the same stage of people every time, 
And of course, I've worked out how to do it. I know the technique, how to teach that class, how to teach that, that style of learning. And I'll do it again and again and again for 50 years for every year new group of Talmudim. But imagine you were the Rebbe who's going to start in Kit Aleph and you're going to teach Kit Aleph and then Kit Abbas and then Kit Gimel and 4th grade and 5th grade and 9th grade and 10th grade and 11th grade and 12th grade and So then it means as a Rebbe I have to change every year. I've gone to all last year and I told Kit Aleph, I told Aleph Bas. This year, come on, do Aleph again. Uh, the kids are old, they already know that. You have to think about how to teach the next stage. And again, at the stage, they can read Rashi. You have to think about how I'm going to teach Rashi. And then learn Mishnah, you have to think how to teach Mishnah. And when they get to the stage of teaching Gemara, then I want to first start teaching them how to teach Gemara, just basic words. And then then two or three years later, how to work through the Svar and how to see Rashi Tosis and how to look up the Marishal. And two or three years later, how to understand Rabbi Kiveg and how to make a Chakira and whatever it's going to be. And I'm going to have to develop too because my, my, the class I'm teaching changes every year. And I can't use last year's techniques, it doesn't work. I have to think of where they hold it now and teach that. And it's the same thing over here. As a parent, that's what you do. When I'm teaching my three-year-old and four-year-old about Shema, I'm teaching them how to cover their eyes and say the words. When I'm teaching my eight-year-old about Shema, then I can start explaining to them what Shema means. And I'm teaching my twelve-year-old about Shema, then we can sit down and discuss their money. And how do you know Hashem and Hashem Mechot? And I'm teaching my twenty-year-old, so I'm going to say how the Hashem Mechot applies to every major dance decision. And how to introduce it into your life, and not just when you say it twice in the intro. And that needs the parents to be willing to take on that role, to be the mechanic of every single grade. I have to plan how to do it. And it doesn't often happen. It doesn't often happen because very often parents get stuck in the kita aleph model, and that's what they stay. And I teach you what to do, and I teach you how to act, and then as long as you learn it, that's great. And when you've graduated from my class, so then the issue I teach you what to do. I don't know how to do more than that. Which means I'm losing out 70 to 80% of what I can do as a Mechanach. I only taught you the first grade. After that, you know, I'm not teaching anymore. You're relying on no one to teach you, or maybe you're, you're a Yeshiva to teach you. I'm missing out what I can do as a parent which no one else can do. And not only that, things which the Yeshivas aren't doing either. Like we said, teaching that direction, teaching Yamuna. This thing is not, the, the, maybe the Yeshivas are teaching Gemara and they're teaching Londis. They're not teaching these things. So that's a parent's job. But I have to be able to see that, and I have to be able to adapt to that, and I have to be able to be prepared so that as my children get older, I've, I've qualified myself also to be able to, 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 to learn with them and discuss with them and teach them the next level. That's a new worldview on Chinuch. Until now, we've pretty much spoken about Chinuch of little kids, and there's more to say because there are other cases which come with little kids too. But if you're looking ahead and we're looking at where Chinuch is going to expand to, it's not going to be just chinuch of little kids and just teaching kids how to keep the yarmulke on their head and how to not to forget to say benching. Right? That's just the first stage. We have to understand. Our kids get older. Uh, we don't lose our role as being parents, but we have to adapt. We have to understand what, what the level that the kids are holding now and what they need to. We have to teach them now because we want to give this over to. We want to give over everyone. We want to give over lessons for life. We want to give over direction. We have to, but we, the kids aren't, as little kids aren't at that stage yet. And therefore, we have to be ready. But as a child matures and gets older, now's the time when we can introduce more. Now's the time we can we can on a higher level too. And then, if we're going to complete the job, that's when we've brought them to the stage where, like we said, not just at that by mitzvah, and they can do mitzvahs. That's the chinuch for action. We also want them to get to the stage where they have the same imunah, and they have all the principles of Ashkafa. We also brought them to the stage where they have the same values in life, and they have the same confidence in making decisions. We've written the stage, with, like we said, we've done our job. When we feel that they're an adult, completely in their own right. It's not just in what they do, you know, how they think, and what they know, and what, what they're working towards, everything. It's a full deal.
Chavudin. So parents don't have to feel that there isn't a lot to do. When the kids graduate the stage of being at home and, and move on to the next stage, we grow with them. And we have to the next stage also.